2: From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mina Kim. Coming up on Forum, the music you were listening to in 2020. We asked Forum listeners back in August for the songs that were keeping them going this year. So in this hour, we'll feature some of the beats, ballads, the sonic escapes that listeners turn to time and time again, and get NPR music correspondent Ann Powers' take on the role music played in a year like this. Join us. This is Forum, I'm Mina Kim. (laughs) Whether it was streaming your favorite artists like Bad Bunny, the most streamed artist in the world this year, or tuning into a live DJ set online, or even picking up an instrument, Music took on new meaning in 2020. It was a companion in the isolation, an emotional release, a reason to get up and move. So this is a segment inspired by you, our listeners, who really came through when we asked back in August for the songs getting you through 2020 that we could play weekly until the end of the year. Joining me now is NPR music critic and correspondent Ann Powers. Welcome to Forum
3: Ann Powers. Thanks so much for having me today.
2: Also with us is our own forum producer, host, and creator of the listener-driven mini music segment, Ariana Prail. Hey Ariana. Hey Mina. And Ariana, I mean, all told, Forum got more than like 150 song submissions. And just the range of music. Our listeners have some seriously eclectic tastes.
4: Yeah, we got submissions from almost every genre, including opera, Celtic chants. Um, though no death metal, which I remember was the choice music of an elder Buddhist priest who called in for the show (laughs) that kicked off our music series. That's right. Um, But yeah, it was a range of moody, upbeat, hopeful, um, kind of all across the genres.
2: Well, one thing that was clear was a lot of people were in the mood for comfort, especially early on for, for old songs, including you and Powers. I understand early in the pandemic, it was Rod
3: Stewart for you. Well, remember when we all had to choose a hand-washing song early on in the pandemic? <laughs> right. And many people just opted for Happy Birthday. That I, being a music critic, sort of agonized over this choice, and I settled on the song Maggie May." And why, why you chose your personal hand-washing song, I think there's always a story behind that. In the case of this, A, it was a favorite song of my youth, so there was a nostalgia about it. But also I think the song itself contained a kind of a A message of like peacefulness With ambiguity, you know Ah. (laughs) It's like in that song, Rod Stewart's like Yeah, I should leave If I leave, who knows what my life is going to be And he's okay with it And maybe that's something I needed at the time
2: Well, let's listen to it
5: Wake up Maggie I think I got something to say to you It's late September And I really should be
2: Ariana, the the nostalgia factor that Ann Powers was talking about was definitely in listener submissions too, right?
4: The people throwing back to songs of their youth, or saying it was bringing them particular comfort, um, taking time to make playlists of the songs that they they listened to in college and and the like. And for listener Noel, it was the song Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. She wrote to us, this version was done during shelter at home by the band and it was very touching. Been a fan of this song when it first came out and has extra poignancy now. And I believe we have a bit of Crowded House, Don't Dream It's Over.
2: house don't dream it's over it's been a really long time since i heard that song but i think the listeners right i mean as i was just listening to even the first words of that there's freedom within there's freedom without it makes me think and powers about a point that you made about how spending time with music this year felt really private (laughs) mainly because we couldn't really share with a lot of other people but also just i don't know the reflective quality of it
3: absolutely uh I mean, we we lost live music, uh, basically, and that's been such a blow to the popular musical ec- ecosystem. Um, and we can talk about that later. But but I guess what we gained uh, was the opportunity to really go deep into the realm of recorded music and the 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 way that the you know the pandemic has occurred at a moment when more recorded music. Is available than ever before, and and not only new releases. There were an extraordinary number of new releases this year. Some made, you know, in isolation during the pandemic. Others made before the pandemic hit. Um, but also to go back and you know explore archives and go fall down YouTube rabbit holes or or just like wander through streaming services. And I think that the availability of all that um, allowed for. Uh, these kind of, <laughs> I don't know, you wouldn't call them heroic journeys, but but spiritual journeys with music. I think a lot of people took.
2: Were, were there artists for you that you really went deep into their archives uh, as well? I mean, during this time,
3: absolutely. Uh, I mean, early on in the year, I, I was working on a piece about Roberta Flack. Uh, an essay about her career and um, how in some ways she's been underappreciated because she's mostly an interpreter uh you know doesn't write necessarily write her own material so that was amazing to spend time with her music but but personally i also turned to stevie wonder um you know stevie wonder to me he embodies uh Oh gosh, I'm going to sound just so corny. <laughs> he embodies everything everything I need in in music because, you know, he has this kind of s- sense of uh, a deep moral ethical sense to what he does, you know, and and a sense of of like music can change the world. At the same time, you know, he's not afraid to uh, speak truth to power, like especially his 70s recordings. And and those recordings, like inner visions, got me through so much, helped me channel not just my loneliness, but also my anger at times. Uh, So Stevie gave me the most.
2: We're talking with Ann Powers, music critic and correspondent at NPR, and also Ariana Prell, producer and fill-in host for Forum, who created and produced our Music Getting You Through 2020 series. And that's what we're talking about today. We're playing the songs that listeners told us got them through 2020. And you can let us know yours. It's your last chance. What song or music event this year helped you get through 2020 and why? You can call us at 866-733-6786 or get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at Forum, or email them to forum at kqed.org. Listener Firouze sent us Rachmaninoff's Concerto Number 2, Second Movement, writing, It Makes Me Look Inward. So let's have a listen to that. Thanks, Firuzé, for sharing that with us. And, you know, Ariana, I want to highlight one of the songs that you mentioned personally got you through 2020, one that also has this kind of reflective, chill vibe to it.
4: Yeah, an artist that was a lifeline for me was Cleo Soul, um, whose album came out earlier this year, um, Rose Room in the Dark. And the song that I picked was When I'm in Your Arms. It's just she... All of her lyrics, they feel like journal writing. It was just really honest. And I did a lot of journaling this year. And so it just felt really nice to kind of feel reflected and hearing somebody who was just speaking so raw about feelings and experiences. Um, so she was my my song pick, Cleo Soul.
2: Well, let's take some time to listen. Cleo's soul, Ariana's pick for a song that got her through 2020, and listeners are writing in Ginger writes, Fear Inoculum, from Tool's newest album of the same name, got me through both extremely tough and seemingly miraculous moments. In actuality, the whole album is healing for the metal lover's soul. Patrick writes, Many songs helped through this ongoing purgatory, but two jump out at me right now, Imagine by John Lennon and Lean on Me by Bill Withers. We're talking about the songs that got you through 2020. I'm joined by Ariana Prale, our producer and fill-in host for Forum, who also created and produced the music Getting You Through 2020 segment, and Ann Powers, music critic and correspondent from NPR. And if you want to join the conversation, you absolutely can by calling 866-733-6786, posting your favorite songs on Twitter or Facebook and why they meant so much to you this year at KQED Forum. Also, our email address, forum at kqed.org.
6: in your arms safe
2: That's the song Nobody by Yemi Alade, sent in by listener Dana, who writes, It had her dancing around her kitchen island, cooking every night. We're playing the songs that got you through 2020, and with me is Ann Powers, music critic and correspondent for NPR, and Ariana Prail, producer and fill-in host here at Forum. And you can always post your song picks at KQED dot org on twitter or facebook or email them to forum at kqed.org sarah writes whenever the anxiety and stress of 2020 would creep up my spine my cure was james brown james brown's get up off of that thing the lyrics are simple she writes them her get up off of that thing and dance till you feel better get up off of that thing and try to release that pressure that simple four-minute song would lead me into a funky 70s 80s dance party of one of one for hours speaking of dancing this next song also had many of you dancing this year and we got not one but three separate shout outs from
7: listeners here's kim bunny and stephanie one of the songs that's getting me through 2020 is dynamite by bts it's a fun light-hearted disco pop song that they released during the summer amidst all the news around the pandemic, the election, and the fires, and the protests. So it's been a pretty grueling year, but whenever I listen to the song, which is super catchy, or watch the music video, which is bright and colorful and full of choreography, I'm instantly in a better mood. And it's been really fun to see all of the positive reaction and excitement for the song all around the world, because it's their first full English song. So that's been another fun distraction from everything.
6: one of the songs getting me through 2020 is Dynamite by BTS. Although we and ARMY, the fandom, were looking forward to tours and other activities, they held online concerts and made themselves as visible as they could. It definitely showed in Dynamite, just a fun, upbeat viral earworm with a nostalgic beat, uplifting words and endless danceability. If I had to grip my teeth and muscles through the rest of this godforsaken era of human history, I'll do it to the beat of the song.
1: One song that's getting me through 2020 is Dynamite by BTS. It cheers me up and helps me let go of the worries, stress, and unknown that this year has brought for just a little while. Plus, singing Da na 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 na, eh, is just super fun.
2: BTS fandom is real and powers. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk at all about their Tiny Desk concert that like
3: broke records for NPR. Absolutely. I have to shout out Stephen Thompson, who uh, my colleague who who spent a long time uh, getting BTS to the Tiny Desk. And I think what finally made it possible to be honest, was that uh, our Tiny Desk Concerts, which normally ha- take place in the NPR headquarters building in DC at Bob Boylan's desk, necessarily pivoted to happen uh, at home, you know, in, in home studios, in people's living rooms. One uh, one group, Buscabula, did one in a van on the beach in Puerto Rico. Um, but BTS has uh, broke all records, as you're saying. And I think the thing about BTS is they combine this kind of, you know, blockbuster sensibility with a real intimacy. BTS, their music is pop and it's huge, but you know, through their online presence, uh, through their presence in in various games and apps, and and the way they communicate with their fandom, um, people feel deeply connected to this group. And I think that kind of intimate virtual relationship is what many people sought from pop stars this year.
2: The other point that I really love that listeners were making, both Dana and also the commenter, about a dance party of one. I mean, really, we were dancing by ourselves this year, Ann Bowers.
3: Absolutely. In fact, at NPR Music, we did a whole uh, top 10 songs for dancing alone. And dancing alone can be a few different things, right? It can be that that joyful moment in your kitchen or with your family in the living room. It can also um, have a kind of tinge of melancholy and uh, releases like Dua Lipa's album, Future Nostalgia, which combined kind of this this joy and sexiness with an undercurrent of nostalgia, as it says in the title, or Jessie Ware's uh, album this year, or Rasheen Murphy's uh, record. These are women who are going back to kind of the flavor of disco in the 70s and 80s when that music also contained a kind of melancholy, you know, especially in the 80s, dance music became a way that people dealt with uh, the suffering of the HIV AIDS epidemic. And again, uh, dance music lifts us up, but it also allows for an outpouring of all kinds of emotion.
2: Well, Dan writes, Good Days by SZA. The song helped me get through the second half of 2020, which was by far the most difficult time of my life. However, it helped me grow as a person. Let me go to Samantha in Fremont. Hi, Samantha. Hi, good morning. Good morning. What would you like to share?
1: So uh, thank you for your segment. It just kind of put a smile on my face. And I was, I was listening and thinking, you know, what songs, you know, made a big impression on me this year. And I, I couldn't help but think about the uh, Netflix movie, the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: story of Fireside.
1: Will
3: Ferrell forever. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah. I, love I watched so many Will Ferrell movies this year. I can't yeah.
1: even
2: tell you. Yeah, he he seems like the right person to be watching this year.
1: He can go on to absolutely. And the, the it was just like I just saw the it in Netflix and I was like, oh, it's probably funny and silly and be good for a laugh. And then I watched it and, and I made my husband watch it with me. And it's just like all those songs from like you know, double trouble, and then ya-ya-ding-dong, and Lion of Love, and then, you know, of course, the sort of moving Husevik at the end, and it just really helped keep a smile on our faces, and I was actually pregnant during most of the pandemic so far. Um, We just had our baby in October, and I actually watched that movie while I was in the hospital, like, alone and giving birth to my daughter, and it just made me smile, and just, like, even though I didn't realize calling you, I would start crying. It's just like, You talked about how music was so comforting and moving during this time of isolation and fear and everything else. And just to, you know, have that to kind of continue to go back to during the last couple of months has just been so much fun to make us laugh and to share with all of our friends and, you know, just you know kind of appreciate the the music of it so thank you for your segment today
2: and giving me the chance to share yeah well thank you for calling in samantha and, and congratulations i'm so i'm so glad to hear that music played that role for you and and congrats on the new baby Lori writes this song was what got me through the election was peace will come melanie is a forgotten amazing writer and voice of the peace movement and helped me feel optimistic while waiting for election results you know, this year was also a year of of movement. It was a year of protest um, and powers. A, a song that struck a chord with you was "I Need You To" by Toby Weekway. And can you just share a little bit about why that that song struck you and why this artist was someone you were turning to a lot?
3: Everything Toby Andre did this year drew me in. He's a he's a rapper in Houston, but I would call him a multimedia artist, a conceptual artist. And um, you know, through his videos, which are extremely beautiful sort of dance pieces um, set in where he lives in Houston with his, his family around him, um, they sent a message of political resistance, of uh, survival and resilience during the pandemic. And the song you mentioned, I Need You To, it's, it's less than a minute long, and all the lyrics say is, I need you to arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor and Elijah McLean. And that's basically the whole song. Yeah. Whatever you know people think about that message, the succinct, direct, no BS way that, that Toby got this message across in that song and in the video where he stares directly into your eyes was unforgettable. I mean, it it brought back so many memories of of similar moments of of protest and resistance and music, and I love how he's using uh, video and and you know kind of the live streaming platform to create new forms of political art.
2: Yeah, I mean, he really does lock eyes with you when you watch it. Let let's listen. This is Tobe Bwe. I need you to.
0: Of Brianna Taylor. All of y'all who think we need more evidence, you goofy. I said, Arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. Right. And Elijah McClain, too. Y'all hold that boy. Arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. All of y'all who think we need more evidence, you goofy. I said, Arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. Right. You catch the vibe?
2: Ariana, a group that spoke to you with regard to social justice was SALT. Talk to us about that.
4: Yeah, and they also, were, they their album, Untitled Black Is, uh, was named NPR's album of 2020. Because um, I think it did strike a chord for a lot of folk. And I'm kind of showing some of my... Particular fandom here because Cleo Soul is actually um, the vocalist for Salt. They're kind of an elusive group. They just kind of show up with an album, and and this one was particularly Im- impactful and and um, and the timing of it and a lot of the lyrics. Um, the the track that we have to play is Wildfires, which um, you know some of the lyrics are "Thief in the Night," "Tell the Truth," "White Lies," "Spreading Lies," "You Should Be Ashamed," "The Bloodshed on Your Hands." Another man, um, and yeah, so really speaking to the to the protests of, of this year.
2: From listener Kieran about a song that impacted him related to social justice. Let's hear some of that.
6: One song that definitely got me through 2020 was They Don't Know by Myron and E. I also thought about the song as overcoming your critics, but the lyrics fit even better this year when it came to social justice and the outgoing administration. To me, it's like a pep talk where you remember that change doesn't start with policy. It starts with us and social movements. You can be wild, you want to be try to say that you're no good
2: We're talking about and playing the songs that got you through 2020. I'm joined by Ann Powers, music critic and correspondent for NPR. Ariana Prail, producer and fill-in host for Forum, who created and produced our Music Getting You Through 2020 series. And you, our listeners, are joining us with your picks. Robert writes, Iris Dement's Wasteland of the Free, reminded me how far we have to go as a society. It rocks, it reveals, it's sobering. Uh, we also got listener Jessica writing with a summer consumed by injustice. Fiona Apple's song Relay really taps into and grabs the feeling of resentment by the jugular. She lets the listener know hate begets hate and rids herself from the cycle. She makes you want to rise above in the face of disenfranchisement. Thanks for that one, Jessica. Let, let's listen to it.
6: When the one who's burned turns to pass the torch Evil is a real life sport When the one who's burned turns to pass the torch Evil is a real life
2: Another listener, Elizabeth writes, Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple and the album of the same name carried me through 2020. The pace, pulse, and self-discovery of the lyrics spoke to me and gave me comfort. I mean, Ann Powers, Fiona Apple fans, got a huge gift in hearing from her this year after
3: after a long time. Yes, uh, uh, Fiona's uh, releasing this album this year was uh, such a gift to all of us. Um, You know, we didn't really know it was coming, and then uh, one day she shows up on her Tumblr uh, uh, and announces via sign language <laughs> that her album is done. And about a month later, we get the record. I think the reason this this album resonated when it came out and continues to resonate is partly the way she made it. I mean, first of all, it's just her. Her songs are always so incredible musically, and the way she is so ruthlessly honest with herself and about everyone uh, she she confronts in her songs, but but I think the way she made it, she made it in her home with a small group of collaborators and not because of the pandemic, she made it before the pandemic, but the, the sound of that record is the sound of, of people working at home together, banging on pots and pans and her dogs are barking and, and it, it showed how a home can come to life and become the birthplace of a great work of art And how inspiring is that in this year when we're all stuck at home?
2: I mean, that is such a good point because we actually heard from some local musicians, some indie artists who got through the year by making music. And so our 2020 song call out included Moss Henry talking talking about a song he wrote this year.
8: Writing Break Down These Walls helped me express some of the feelings I had as a result of the incredible stress of 2020. I felt trapped in my apartment because of the pandemic and the fires that were burning nearby. I was troubled by the social and political turmoil. I also wanted to express my appreciation to medical professionals and essential workers who risked so much to help and to keep things running. The song was cathartic, and I cried a lot as I wrote it and as I sang it. It is ultimately a song of hope.
5: Break down these walls Walls that divide us
2: That was Break Down These Walls by Moss Henry. And another local artist we heard from is Eki Shola and her song, Pause.
7: One of the songs getting me through 2020 is Pause. I wrote Pause during the time of the Black Lives Matter. It's almost like I was kind of writing my own medication because, you know, at that time I was just feeling very stressed a lot of emotions swirling around and just feeling so conflicted in many ways that's how pause came out and writing it literally kind of forced me to slow down be in the moment and just take some time some space to just be take a pause in the moment of time breathe and oh I-
2: about the songs and music events that helped you get through 2020. More after the break. I'm Mina Kim.
7: We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. One of the songs that got me through so much of 2020 is I Know the End by Phoebe Bridgers. I had decided to move to the Bay from Philly for school a little bit before the album came out, and between uprooting myself and the pandemics, it felt like I was suspending my little world in an apocalypse. So it's been really nice and comforting listening to Phoebe and everybody scream about that.
2: Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. We're hearing the songs that got you through 2020. Thanks to listener Olivia for sharing that one by Phoebe Bridgers. And also thanks to Ann Powers for being here. Music critic and correspondent for NPR. Ariana Prell is with us, producer and fill-in host for Forum. And also you, our listeners, are sharing the songs or music events that helped get you through 2020 by calling 866-733-6786, posting on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum, or emailing them to forum at kqed.org. And Tobin in Martinez. Hi, Tobin.
8: Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a by profession, I'm a live sound mixer and traditionally bad things happen. Like everybody else, I would turn to music and want to, you know, it would be healing and uplifting. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, starting in March, my whole career went away and it wasn't doing that. It was just magnifying my sense of loss. So for a time I stopped listening to music
5: mm-hmm. and I was
8: just listening to NPR and then one night it just got too heavy and I hit, you know, scan on my dial and I went to this classical music station and I stopped it there. And I thought, OK, there's no lyrics. There's no association. I'm just going to listen to this for a little bit. And it um, within a few minutes, the um, Valdi's Four Seasons came on and it was the version by Anne-Sophie Mutter.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And it she's just such a fabulous violin player. Yes and it opened the door for me to start listening to classical music which was probably one of the, which is one of the very few genres i'd never really deeply explored and so this that would you know so i'll say that was my favorite uh piece but it also exposed me to how many other pieces that vivaldi had written that are amazing and so many other composers, and it really has been kind of, it opened up this world that I never really had available to me before. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of what, you know.
2: Yeah, well, Tobin, thanks Thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And Anna Powers, it's also just making me think about how much we needed artists to show up for us and, and how much of a struggle it could be for artists to do that in this time, but yet they did.
3: Absolutely. I just want to uh, echo... Uh, Tobin's, the emotions that you're putting out because I live in Nashville, where a huge, uh, a huge chunk of the population here is not just musicians, but exactly like like Tobin, people who make live music possible. And and it, the rug was so pulled out from under these folks. Now, I really think it's it's our duty in music media to support musicians and, and try to figure out how to help. And one way to help is, is of course, to buy recorded music, um, go on platforms like Bandcamp and actually pay for music instead of just streaming it. Also buy merch, um, you know, buy t-shirts, buy mugs, all of that stuff, you know. But, but artists did continue to make music during this time. One of my favorite releases was by uh, a woman named Molly Tuttle. She. Uh, is a great bluegrass guitarist, award-winning bluegrass guitarist, and she did this amazing collection of covers. Uh, many people created cover collection cover songs collections as a way to hone their craft, as a way to learn new tools. Molly learned Pro Tools in creating that record. So you know, people do continue. They just they're, they're, the passion musicians have is never going to die. We just need to figure out how to help materially because without music, we're nothing.
2: And I mean, thank goodness they did, because yeah, without music, we're nothing. And also, I mean, the way music was also a way for people to find community this year when we were so isolated. I mean, Ariana, I'm thinking about all all the ways that, you know, after like concerts were canceled, we couldn't go to bars. We had things like, you know, DJ D-Nice's Club Quarantine on Instagram Live right. and mm-hmm. another event that brought people together as verses and
4: Yes, Burz's was um, and has become a super popular um, destination. And the premise, um, for those who aren't familiar, is two artists of similar eras and levels of fame going head to head, playing parts of their hit songs for 20 rounds, kind of the, each one for one. And it just so happens my friend Derek Johnson jump started the concept. So I invited him to join us. Welcome to Forum, oh, Derek, nice. AKA Defunk.
9: <laughs> Thank you guys hear me? Hi. Yes, hey. How you guys um, doing?
4: <laughs> doing all right. So thanks for, for coming on. And I, I reached out to you because, you know, so this started with a tweet, right? You tagging artists Pharrell, Timbaland, and Missy Elliott. What prompted the idea for you?
9: Um, so you guys just mentioned D nice. Um, I was one of many people that was watching Club Quarantine on, on IG Live, and I was kind of marveling at the fact that you know you could live stream your DJ sets um on Instagram. And a lot of my friends were doing the same exact thing. They were going on Instagram Live and playing music, you know, DJing in their bedrooms. And I knew that Instagram Live had a feature where you could, you know, split screen and talk to somebody, you know, while live streaming. So I kind of like took a shot on Twitter one day. I, I went on um, and I asked Pharrell, um, one half of the Neptunes, and Timbaland, um, I told him, hey, you guys are both stuck in the house like we are could you guys hop on a split screen on IG live in the near future and go back to back and play unreleased music and demos. Um, and I also tagged Missy Elliott in it, just maybe may might help jumpstart it. And she actually responded the same day. And she said, um, me and Timbaland do have some things that won't see life day. Maybe we can do this. And the same exact day, Timbaland said, I love what D night did for the culture. Let's see what I can do. And two days later, Timbaland and Swiss beats show up on IG live split screen. And start playing songs back to back, like all their big hits, nothing unreleased, yeah. but um, all their big hits. And that's where the debate starts. Did I, did I start verses? Did I, did I, I see the, the idea? Um, There's a lot of debates about it, but I don't know, maybe, <laughs> it might be a coincidence. I don't think so.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad that you you, sh- you um, shot your shot on, on Twitter with that, um, because you know some of our listeners have been reaching out at different segments where we've touched on music or just things that have gotten them through 2020, and Versus Battles has been one of them. Why do you think they become a, a go-to source of entertain- entertainment in that way? Um,
9: people just kind of like, I guess they, they gravitate towards nostalgia. Um, they like to remember things from the past that kind of don't let them feel like they're in the present because 2020 was was kind of hellish um so i feel like people do like to go back and think to happier times you know maybe back to your high school days your college days and it's it's really fun to watch you know artists that you know you grew up listening to um kind of go back to back and kind of like you know applaud each other and commend each other for all their hard work um it's just a a nice escape like we all need escapes in this day and age so
4: All right, and we actually have a brief cut. So I know you told me that the DJ Premier and RZA one was a good, like, nostalgia throwback for you. So we have a a brief bit of of DJ Premier here. Let's play that.
9: This is fun, man. This is a lot of fun. I'm going B-side on this one real quick. Going B-side. But uh, this, this took us a lot of places, so it goes a little something like this.
6: Which questions will be? Which will how feel pain? One
9: phrases I spit like blood after I spit from my mom?
4: So what I loved about that is, one, you just, it's, I feel like Verza's also created this environment where you're seeing and you get to hear your artists just kind of like chit chat with each other and be fans of each other. And him premiere just being like, hey, this is fun. And, and then playing a B-side. I feel like it brought out just kind of things we wouldn't normally hear, right, from an artist if they're in concert. Of course, of course.
9: And I, and I wish they would do more of the producer ones again. They've kind of um, moved on to doing more artists and vocalists, which is just great to watch too. I enjoy them but I wish they would go back kind to of the beginning and do more production type stuff. Cause I love those types of, um, those of, of verses for sure.
4: Well, before I let you go, there was, um, I know that you're also active on Twitch and platforms like Twitch have really seemed to take off this year when it came to pivoting for DJs and parties. Can you just talk a little bit about,
9: about that? Uh, yeah. Twitch is kind of like the, the one thing kind of saved me this year as far as from a mental standpoint, um, I go on Twitch a lot. Um, Twitch was mainly a platform for gamers to um, go online and and stream themselves playing video games and having a chat room, people talking to them and whatnot. Um, But once the pandemic started, then Instagram started pulling people's um, live sets down due to copyright infringements, et cetera. Um, DJs kind of flocked to Twitch. Um, And many DJs, event promoters, sort of um, brought their followings over, over to Twitch and kind of adapted it to a live streaming environment. Um, I'm actually part of an event um, in New York and it's actually based, originated in the Bay Area, but it's now in New York as well. It's called the Makosa Cookout. Um, And it migrated to Twitch and we brought all of our followers over there and try try to give them a a party feel. I mean, it's not like a real cookout. We went out outside obviously, but we try to give them the same vibe. Um, And so many people said they they loved how we moved over there. Many other events um, all over all over the, the country have done the same thing. Soul on the Horn in New York has done the same thing. Uh, Cuffin, which is another Bay Area uh, party, NYC Dope in New York. They all actually built very huge communities on Twitch, um, and they have been streaming there ever since. And it's, um, it's been a great place to meet new people um, and support each other, too. You can actually subscribe to people and um, help them, um, you know, make a little money on the side as well.
4: Nice. Well, thanks for for coming on and, and giving us a little versus oral history. And, and for also Makosa Cookouts, I've had the pleasure of getting to be there in person and also when you went digitally. Um, so shout out for those. So thanks for joining us, Derek.
9: Well, thank you. I appreciate
4: it.
2: Yeah, thanks for being on, Derek. Derek Johnson, designer at Slate and an event producer and promoter. We've also got Ann Powers with us, music critic and correspondent for NPR. And you, our listeners, Megan and Richmond, what would you like to say? I would like to say, oh my goodness, the threshold choir singers of
4: whom I'm one were just you know, I mean, we're extra heartbroken at this time and having to keep ourselves alive by um singing with each other because our mission, our what we've been doing until COVID came was singing at the bedsides of people who are near death, mm. you know, or are dying and So now we have to sing them to ourselves, (laughs) you know, to each other on Zoom, which is not the same thing. But Threshold Choir, I mean, we do this as volunteers, and now we all feel like we need it for ourselves.
2: Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Megan. I I mean, Janet tweets, the song that I've been listening to over and over is Taking a Walk by John Prine. Often while I'm taking... Taking a pandemic, I need to get out of the house, walk. And thinking about what Megan's saying, thinking about John Prine, thinking about what you just said, and Powers, about being in Nashville. I mean, and I mean, Nashville's going through it right now. I'm just wondering if you want to say a few words about John Prine because, you know, we lost him to COVID this year.
3: Well, when we lost John, uh, we lost our our greatest living saint. And, and to say that maybe he would, he would probably brush that off. (laughs) You know, I mean, no one is, no one was more human than John as well, but what a, what an amazing artist, but also mentor and presence in in the Nashville music scene. Uh, You know, I I was so lucky to be able to uh, just live around John Prine for a few years and, you know whether it was running into him at Whole Foods or seeing him jump on stage with someone or going to one of his shows and seeing so many younger artists that he mentored, um, you know, have moments in this in the spotlight because of him. And I think John's death uh, from COVID really uh, really hit us so hard. Not only because we lost such an important uh, person, but also because it was it was just felt so unjust you know and and uh, Fiona Prine Whelan his widow has been very active on twitter talking about the what she views as the uh, the injustice of his death and and how the system failed him and i think John's spirit lives on in so much music and there's been amazing tributes to him his songbook has come alive in the uh, voices of other artists this year But also um, the spirit of independence that he represented and of speaking truth to power that he represented lives on as well.
2: Well, Anna writes, lingua ignota, Fragrant as my many flowered crowns, blasting in the car, gives me chills every time. It's so many emotions in one, like this year. It's dark and full of sorrow, but there's a strength and empowerment in her incredible voice. I saw her perform at two of the best venues in the Bay, Bottom of the Hill, and Starline Social Club, RIP, and listening brought me back to being in a small crowded space full of wailing and booming sound. We were all experiencing together. Seeing her live is like watching a play. I've never seen anything like it. So, you know, as we talk about sorrow, we talk about losing folks. Let's play a little bit of John Prine and then also remember a few more of the artists we lost this year. So here's John Prine.
0: If you like your apple sweet and your streets are not concrete, you'll be in your bed by nine every night. Take your hands, corn-fed gal and your best friend's four-eyed pal. To a treat right down the street that's dynamite. Now let your conscience be your guide if you put your foot inside. You wish you left your well enough alone. When you got hell to pay, put the truth on railway and blame
2: it on that. And Ariana, this was a listener submission, too, right? John Prine's song?
4: Yes, again Daughter Night was, was a, a shout-out from one of our listeners.
2: And uh, talk about some of the other beloved artists we lost this year, Ariana. Well, yeah, we,
4: I mean, the, we lost some – oh, yeah, I'll no, just no, I'll <laughs> name a few, and I'm sure Anne will have many more. Um, uh, for me, you know, hearing Little Richard's passing, Betty Wright, jazz musician McCoy Tyner, I was a big fan of Eddie Van Halen, um, rapper Malik
3: B. of The Roots –
4: Um, Anne, did you want to shout out some more?
3: Well, we talked about Bill Withers earlier uh, in the show, and he he passed this year. I'm glad Bill Withers got to experience a bit of his revival, uh, his 21st century revival, before we lost him. Um, Jazz was really decimated this year of its elders. Uh, I have a lot of friends in New Orleans. They also suffered uh, significant losses. I, I think it's important to think about how the pandemic has has robbed certain communities of their.
2: Yes, robbed certain communities of their of their heroes. In fact, one of our listeners, Nancy, sent us his song, Lovely Day, that, that we're hearing in the background there. And, and Nancy told us that it is so uplifting and optimistic. I smile every time I hear it. It's the song that got her through 2020. Let's listen.
0: Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A love
2: Well oh, Ann Powers, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciated having you on.
3: It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. And I'd love to hear us going out on that hopeful note. We uh, let's hope for a lot of lovely days in 2021.
2: Oh, what a great, great note to end on. Ann Powers, music critic and correspondent at NPR. And Ariana Prail, thank you for dreaming up this music getting you through 2020 segment. Thanks.
4: Yeah, it's been so much fun.
2: And on that note, the Forum team would like to wish you all more lovely days in 2021 as well. I'm Mina Kim. Happy New Year.
4: Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation.